What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle blue collar third deck seat at Monday Night Football to call. Hey, behaves. All right. This is an early Tuesday morning podcast because Middlecoff was able to get home, watch some film from the game, Levi Stadium, watch some film, ready to roll Tuesday morning. A lot of people tweeting at me Monday night, the streets need a pod. Well, here it is. Here it is. We fired up the mics, ready to roll you know, Monday night football. They, they, uh, one thing we did not talk about was the possibility of a blowout win. Did not see that one coming, guys. We did not discuss did, that. Did not see that one coming. I think that was a five-and-a-half cover. I'd say a blowout win, I'd say the game. When's the last time the Niners played a competitive team and beat the shit out of them? I mean, the game was over at half. The game was over. The, the Browns quit, guy. They they quit at halftime. I, I felt, you know, you always feel hesitate you hesitate saying something like that. And then like a couple of Browns riders were like, yeah, that was the most gutless effort we've ever seen. They had one first down in the second half. Like, <laughs> yeah, you quit. And you just, you didn't want to be there. Like I, I texted you last night. Like, is the is the national story probably is a little more Browns? Not that they're disrespecting the Niners, but like it's just the Browns are. Why are aren't you talking about us? Is that what you're saying? That's a good, that's a good thing. The Brown, the Niners fans don't fucking even think like that. No, <laughs> yeah, we're the fucking Forty Niners. We do twenty eights on television. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think we'll see. I mean, it's Tuesday morning. I think the Browns are definitely a story in part because of what the Niners did, though, right? Because Bosa was so outspoken in his treatment of Baker Mayfield. Like, that was well, part of it. Well, I think two of the main stories today that you're going to see everywhere, and we'll touch on them, I just don't even care. Like, I'm just bakered out, uh, literally. I mean, I can't see him anymore on a fucking commercial. Is going to be Bosa's comments and Richard Sherman just shitting all over him. And, and whether we'll dive into Sherman, but, like, when he says something about a polarizing guy and he crushes him after he kicks his ass, like, that might be the lead story everywhere you look today. <laughs> Um, man, all right, there's a lot to get to, so let's get to it. This podcast is brought to you by Ease and Ease Wellness. That's E-A-Z-E dot com, EaseWellness.com. You know what the promo code is? I'm sure you had it yelled at you 50 times at the uh, 
stadium. Promo code Hank, because, guy, there was a lot of ease there. You can't. California has to be the one place where you just everywhere you walk and you smell things of ease.com, uppers, downers, THC, pre-rolls, you name it, they got it. That it just doesn't even feel that weird anymore. I'm in stadium, out of stadium. It's just fucking everywhere. And ease wellness. You, you can't smell that because the CBD is usually a pill form or drop form. You just put it right in your mouth, get it delivered to your house, easewellness.com, promo code AMP. You can always go uh, under the radar with an edible. Uh, that's right. CBD shipment, two to three business days with the drop shipment. Uh, ease.com, 21 or over, verified online in minutes, and it gets to you within minutes, delivered by a friendly driver. At ease.com and easewellness.com. Promo code HAM, 20 bucks off your first delivery. Tell your friends, tell your friends. And by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. The fastest payouts are at mybookie, better lines than any other sports book. Ah. You can't beat a guy. What, what do we say? The Browns were getting a free extra couple of points. Browns plus five. Mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, don't listen to our advice because I told a couple people that. I'm like, yeah, I don't, it's just hard to see this. And I'm like, yeah, probably Browns, even if they lose, probably be field goal type game. Yeah, not quite. Uh, that's why gambling's hard. But luckily, you know, the Yankees into the into the ALCS. We'll see Dodgers. We got some baseball games to gamble on, guy. We'll probably get the Dodgers decent uh, decent odds right now playing Strasburg. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Yeah, I thought I thought the Nats were dead. I didn't think they were getting to a Game 5, and I thought the Yankees were uh, going to get back home for a Game 5. But the Twins uh, went with, uh, with a whimper. Tell me in uh, two weeks if you remember that the Twins were ever in the playoffs, John. No chance. I would imagine if I said to you next June, name the major league baseball playoff teams from 2018 you won't even the twins will be the one you can't come up with i would agree you can get the you can get the nationals right now strasburg ever won a cy young no no he hasn't but he's been cy young level talent he's been good this year yeah you can get them like basically plus 130 so a hundred dollars wins 130 dollars right now to win that game so you just get strasburg in a one game situation now, the Dodgers, all year long, been a better team. Bueller's been awesome at home. But just from a gambling standpoint, that's decent odds. I can tell you where I'm going to be 537 on uh, Tuesday night. Where are you going to be? In front of my TV watching that baseball game. I don't blame you. All right, let's get into this. I, I thought I was watching the Harbaugh 49ers on defense, John. Running the football, but like more creative on offense. I, that whole thing was amazing. What was it like Monday night to be there? Yeah, the defense was smothering. I mean, they fucking dominated them up front. They they couldn't block them. Bosa makes me kind of eat crow. He he looks, he's not just, you know, the ceiling's kind of capped. Well, the ceiling, what, of an all-pro? He he can't be blocked. He, he was a one-man wrecking crew guy. He had like four pressures in the first half. I think he ended the game with a couple sacks. But you know they were kind of arguing on the on the game on like how many pressures. Once they kind of go back through it, could it be double digit pressures? He was everywhere. Like he he was the best defensive player. He was the best player on the field. And once the Niners hit that first play of the game, and and Cheetah, you know, it's people are like Cheetahs. Tyreek Hill's nickname. People are like, well, that's been that's been Breda's nickname since his freshman year at Southern Miss. They're like arguing over two. Yeah, he's he's fast as shit. He smoked Demarius Randall. But once you do that. Poor, poor Demarius Randall was breaking down in the hole 12 yards away, John. He didn't have a chance. Well, I saw Jeff Schwartz or someone tweeted that, that I guess, did Kyle say after the game or I, I don't know. 
that one thing they saw on tape was those linebackers over over play plays. So if you notice on that first play, they shift check to the strong side like he's going to just wham it down their throat. All the linebackers bite. He just takes a fake step, and then they go back the other way, and all the linebackers are in the shit. That, to me, and this is what we said, Kyle Shanahan off a bye, boom. He just sees something subtle, hits him in the teeth. Even if he had been tackled in the open field, that's a 30-yard gain, right? To start the start the game was incredible. Instead, he takes it to the crib, 80-plus yards. The place went apeshit. It's only 7 nothing with 13 minutes, but it just kept snowballing on him. They, they, the, the defense, well, then Sherman gets the pick. Then Sherman gets the pick the very, very next play, which why does he get the pick as Baldinger's doing his Baldy breakdowns? Well, Nick Bosa's tackling Baker Mayfield as he's throwing it. And the throw, it wasn't like, I mean, Richard is 6'3", so if that's your typical DB, does he make that play? Former receiver. What would you say, 50-50? Just a normal, like, 5'11 DB? Former receiver, too, John. Great ball skills. But I'm just saying, like, how long he is to extend. Yeah. Uh, Slim to none. He's I, I one mean, of the... Yeah, I or mean, he's, just, he's... I think he he's about as easy as that play can look. I'll put it that way. He did claim he knew the route. Like, he's... In, but he probably did. I believe him. He had two weeks. Uh, yeah, I just... It snowballed fast. But but then, here's the thing, guy. They didn't score on that drive. No. Like, they had many drives they didn't score on. And Baker, those guys were in the red zone a couple times, and they just create turnovers. There was the one turnover that, was, that was gifted. I mean, it went off the guy's fucking foot to hit Quan <laughs> in the hands, and he took it back. It was pretty incredible. What was it, was an, it, it was just a, it was a thorough, old-school ass whooping pull down the pants pull out the belt i don't think you're allowed to do that anymore with certain homes and just whipping them with the ass in the butt whoop, 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 and then just screaming stop well and they, they wouldn't they, the niners wouldn't stop they took they finally took baker out of the game because he was getting annihilated was i mean getting the game killed. was over but uh what was the uh when brita goes off for that touchdown run was everybody in their seat Had the foghorn gotten you in your seat yet yeah, I mean, it was, you know, that at tough. the time it was probably 525. So, they right. were, I, I would say most people were in the stadium. It, it was packed, but by mid-first quarter. Like, it's, that is a lot to ask of the West Coast fan to be in the seat by the early kickoff now, right? It's like 518. It's not yeah. 530 anymore. So, right. there were a decent amount of people. Yeah, good. It looked good. Thing, on, I'll I, tell you I, this. Listen, it looked really good on TV. A little compassion. A decent amount of Browns fans, like Johnny Menzel jerseys. Kind of funny, some of the jerseys. You did kind of feel like, and this is you and I talked about, part of going to what makes going to a game cool is the unknown. Like, I, I had no clue. I just wanted to go to the game. It was Monday Night Football. Went, and it was worth it for me. But the Browns fans going in, they're like, well, what if we kicked the shit out of them? It would have been worth it, right? If you live in L.A. or we were walking away, when we were walking out of the stadium, me and Brian, we started bullshitting Hawkins. with his fans, Hawkins. Uh and the guys were like, yeah, we just live in SAC. I brought my kid. We just wanted to see the Browns. I'm big Browns. Like, that sucks. Like, I, I, if, if I have that experience, the majority of my game experiences haven't been that terrible. I can't imagine something like But I'm also yeah. not, like, a diehard anymore. It would be hard for me to ever fucking spend decent money to go to a game again after experiencing that on the other side. Like, because as you're walking into the stadium – a lot of like, woof, woof, right? they bark. <laughs> and I was telling Hawk, I was like, do you know what's wild? Is like the Eagles have a fight song. The Redskins have a fight song. The fucking Browns just bark. We, we would never do shit like that out here, ever. We cheer, 
you know, we get loud, I guess, but we don't do like these songs and these cool. It's like, just sayings. It'd be like, fight on. Or go Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fight on. Uh, let's check the bank account. You know, it's just, it's just about different. You going to the summer house? <laughs> yeah, you know. You want to go to the beach? Where are you going to summer? So it just, it, it was a, a demoralizing. It, it, it got to the point in like the second half where Niner fans were like, they're kind of bored. Like, this is too easy. You know? No, it was, I know. It was crazy. I, I've never experienced anything like that, like an unknown ass whooping. I think back, like in the Harbaugh days, you knew you could just get a smothering, like 20 to nothing d- demoralization. You did not expect that with Robert Sala. I, I just saw a couple clips watching the game back of him going apeshit on the oh, sideline. Oh, John. There were. The, well, you saw the one probably early, right? Where he's, yeah. he's going nuts. Nuts. Or, or as they called him on TV, Salah. I don't know if there's a. We got to follow up on that. Is there a new pronunciation we didn't know about? Yeah, I mean, it, well, both the, of them were doing it, which makes me like if one of them was doing it, I'd think like they just didn't know. But the fact that both of them were doing it makes me feel like they were like, no, but how do you? How did your grandmother say it? He was like, well, I, that was I, I put I put negative stock in anything those two say. I'm just telling you, when two people are saying it a certain way, either one of two things has happened. They asked specifically asked and said, "Come on, this isn't really Salah," or they got up to the booth and realized, oh, man, we forgot to find out how to say this guy's name. How are you going to say it? We'll say it the same way. I'd, I was going to say Salah. Like, all right, I'll say Salah. I'd, wouldn't you lean on that given that I don't, we've been around and heard this guy talk? I mean, but, I mean, these guys have been in meetings. Like, but, guy, every fucking person in this area I for understand. two and a half years have called him that. People's and names those, change. Th- those, those cr- that crew is universally known as the worst crew in the history of yeah, a big but, game. Yeah, but, yeah, whatever. I mean, Joe Testor has done games for years. He knows how to ask how to pronounce somebody's name. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying it happens a lot where you someone's just said the white version of somebody's name for years until somebody asked, is that really how your name is said? I'm just op- The fact that they both said it throws up a little antenna for me. That's all I'm saying. Now I they, feel you. You know, th- that said, I, I was... It's- it's a rough. It, it, you're right. Te, actually, Tessator, my only issue with Tessator, he gets too hyped up, and I can't imagine last night. The other guy is just bringing negatives to the table. Tessator is, at the end of the day, not like the the anchor that's bringing the thing down. It's his partner. Now, his style, because I, I, I mean, I was just getting <laughs> inundated with tweets of, did you just go to this game to avoid watching them? I'm like, no, but it's an unintended comp, you know, uh, addition to the night, for sure. But if it was just Tesla, I can live with that. I mean, it's a little much, but it's still like, okay, I get it. Monday Night Football, he's approaching it like the World Series or the Super Bowl. It is what it is. It's the other guy that's just like, Matt Breda, he's fast. Yeah, Booger, thanks, buddy. They did. They, it was a – I did see people just – people who like running the football just drooling over themselves, over how every guy then, – then they – uh, uh, Col- then Col- Coleman's touchdown run. I mean, it was late, but it was a that was it was bad. It was ba- it was to me like the Breda run was sweet, but it did part like the Red Sea. And then he is the fastest guy on the team, and he just let it rip. So it it was it was awesome. And at any time you bust an eighty yard run, the Coleman run just like pure football where mm-hmm. it doesn't part like the Red Sea. You kind of got a Le'Veon Bellet right. He kind of waited, waited, then he hit it. And then he hits the Jets. Like, that to me is a more, like, pure football. It's a more realistic football play. Because I bet Brady would say, if I have a thousand more NFL carries, I might see one more time in those thousand carries something like that, right? 
Because if I'm going to get a guy one-on-one an angle, I, 90% of the time, I, I run 4-3 whatever. I'm going to be faster than that guy. Like Demarius Randall, I tweeted last night, like, 23 got smoked. Well, kind of. Or did he just, is he a 4-5 guy and this guy's a 4-3 guy? And that's just the nature of speed. Well, also right? chasing a guy who had a 20-yard head start on him. Like, Breed but, is running down But in the NFL and safety, you got to be able to, like, it's it's what the, makes a position No, hard. I understand. I get it. I'm just saying, like, he had no chance on that play. His only chance was going to be if he was fast enough to chase him down because he wasn't going to win on the angle. Well, to me, to me, the only way he makes the play is he has to make an open field tackle. He can't then run with him from the side and tackle him from the side. Like, he's got to take him head on. I'm just like, saying, when you see that angle, that when they show that camera angle from behind the play, from actually, both, they showed from behind both sides, you just realize he's out there. He's 12 yards away from Brita. Brita can just do whatever he wants to him. Yeah, he's, he's better off attempting to just come at him than to try to cut him off. That, that's, that was his only, like, looking back, that's his only chance. And he's still, like, if you go at him, he might juke you. Like, it might be over no matter what. He has no chance when he tries to, like, cut him off of the sideline. And to your point, that's just that's going to happen a lot, so you need to be fast to chase guys down. Yeah. And Brita would – I mean, I, how many times in football do you see a guy just a running back one-on-one with the safety? Like, that just doesn't happen that much with that much space, too. Like, part of what, hap- what, what was a good thing for Brita is it's not like there was a DB there. He, it was just him in the sideline, right? He yeah. had all this room. To, he didn't have to like, oh, i got to navigate this defender to my left or this one to my right. Because I think you see a lot of times where the safety makes the tackle because you're kind of in a phone booth, right? You're like, I, can't, I don't have much room right. I don't have much room left. I just kind of take this guy on. He's like, fuck, do I go left or I go right and go wherever I want? Like that's – is that a more devastating play for the Browns or more an impressive play from Kyle coming off two weeks? I'd probably lean Kyle. Like, he had schemed that thing up. They had hit it. And remember Kittle and State. We've heard all these guys tell us over the years, like, Kyle will say something. We'll be like, okay, buddy, this thing's really going to work. And then we see it, and then it's like, oh, my God, it does work. It yeah. happens over and over. Let's talk about Kyle because I heard uh, Shanahan, Kyle did the pregame interview with Craig Papa. I was in the car right before the game. And they were talking about, like, Greg started asking him classic Greg questions about how he, like, scripts games. And he was saying, well, he used to <laughs> – it's pretty funny because he's like, I used to script fifth, the first 15 plays. Like, that's what Walsh did. That's what my dad did. Like, it's just people – because Greg was like, you know, Walsh used to do it this way. He said, yeah, we script – everyone script the first 15 plays. And I would write them on the board. He's like, well, the problem is 15 is an uneven number. And so if you had eight runs and seven passes, players would start coming up to you like, so we're going to run the ball a lot today? Even though it's only one more run than it's pass, just unwe- it's just the unweighted. receivers would start like, so we're going we're gonna to run the ball a lot today? So then he's like, I did 16 because then it was eight and eight. And then yeah. it grew. And he, so he scripts the first 24 plays now. And he's like, he's like you, never, you almost never get to 24 it's a, game it's a half's worth of, yeah, it's yeah. the non-situational plays, right? So it's a half's worth of plays. He said, but what it does is it just lets the player, it just helps the player settle down. It just lets them kind of see, here's what we're doing today. It helps them visualize the game. It just helps the players. Because then he was saying at halftime, what they do is he comes in at halftime. He's usually a beat late because he's doing the on-field interview. And he goes in and the coaches have... Like, all the run plays they like, they put on the right side of the board, and then they have, like, numbers one through eight. And then he's like, I just sit there for, like, four minutes, just kind of look at stuff, and then we put numbers up. Then I go pee, go to the bathroom, come back, 10 seconds, say something to the team, we get back to the field. So a lot of their work, to your point, is done way in advance. 
And so if you've got an extra week for 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 skater Kyle Shanahan, um, it was it was that what like we said all we said for two weeks, right? It's him against Freddie Kitchens. And actually, they had some. I give them credit; they really worked they to get cool Odell play. the they ball. Cool plays, but they were like, we got to get Odell the ball. The problem is, it just felt kind of like that's. I mean, he's Odell Beckham, but I don't know about you. I kind of felt like I was watching a college team. You just you got one guy who's way better than everybody else. You can just get him the rock twenty times. Well, that, that, that is the reality, though. I mean, they gave a first round pick. Like he's their best player. You know, oh, I know, I know. It just felt it's a little when you watch it happen in an NFL game when it's a receiver who's not you're not just throwing the ball to him. You're like well, getting him on end around. Well, you you could argue sometimes having a guy like Odell Beckham when you don't have an identity can be a curse because you do shit like that. Remember when Mike Tice was like, "We got to throw it to Randy Moss." Every other, like every three plays, it's like Mike. I mean, that's kind of unrealistic, but he was adamant about it. it. Just fucks up the flow of your offense. But you're right. I mean, they when he did get it on end arounds, he does move at a pretty warp speed. Well, how about the I, pass? Well, I how about the second play of the game that he drops? If he just catches the ball, he might make yeah. Richard miss and be gone. Like he had daylight. But Richard was there. He would have had to make a miss. But Richard was inside. He was going to cut outside. Like, that was part of it. He, I, I think Richard might have missed because Richard was, like, on his inside shoulder. And if he gets outside, he's just faster than him. Like, there's a chance. I, I just – yeah, I mean, they forced fed him, and it didn't work. The pro, Like, the Niners got lucky a little bit that I would have just kept giving fucking Nick Chubb the ball. How yeah. good is – I mean, Nick Chubb – Sometimes you just forget, just watch on TV. Being there live, especially when he was down on the end zone where I was at, he was crushed on one goal line run. He ended up getting two yards, but he breaks a tackle, then he stiff arms another guy. Like these running backs in the NFL, like what Odell Beckham does is awesome, but it's all like kind of speed based. And you saw it last night was was he super locked in because he had some drops. You know, I was like, eh, I'm here, whatever. Where I, where I thought like Chubb was running his ass off, like all the running backs, Coleman, just every running back in the game. When you watch a running back, I think I have more respect for NFL running backs than any other position on offense. Like those guys are getting crushed every play. They consistently break tackles or make like multiple defenders work to tackle them. The, the Niners got lucky that they didn't keep fe- fucking feeding Chubb, and partly I think that gets back to what you said. It's because they have this college feel to them. They're just trying to force feed Odell Beckham the ball. Like, how about I, I got a novel concept? How about throw it to eighty? He's a decent player. I'd throw it to him a little more. What would the Niners do to have Jarvis Landry? They would love to have that guy. I, I uh, I'll tell you another coaching point. We talk about this coaching matchup. One thing that could be a problem later in the year on the interceptions. And again, I don't. You know, you, you could probably tell me. Oh, I've seen this film a million times. It always happens this way. Their receivers were slow to react on the picks. In terms of just like, okay, guys, it's time to go make a tackle now. I know you don't want to go make a tackle, but there was a lot of post picks standing around from the Browns wide receivers. Kind of like, what the fuck? The, guy, they, they had, once the game got a little out of hand, like 14 nothing, but it just, it just felt like they were snake bit. It felt like they kind of tapped out. Yeah. The, the body language doctor for the Cleveland um, Browns was pretty shitty. John, go watch the body language on the first pick. It was some shitty. offensive lineman comes flying through and tries to make the tackle. Well, th- think about how the game starts. If you're them, you fly across the country, you go three and out. Basically, I, I guess they didn't go three and out because they hit uh, Jarvis on the one pass play, but they they didn't. You had to punt. Then the first play for the Niners, they hit an eighty. How long was that? Eighty plus yards. Then the next play, you throw a pick. 
you feel like are we the same old Browns? <laughs> That's what it had the feel. And then and yeah. then the, and then you get the Niners who clearly were talking a lot of shit all game. And I, I think that gets back to like Kyle's to me, Kyle is more cerebral than he is some like Parcells kind of poking them to get them to do the talking shit. Like they're talking shit on their own. Like right. they're just talking shit because they're watching if you're Richard Sherman and every time you turn on the television, you just see Baker Mayfield. And then you read about him, and Bose is telling you about him. And you're just like, I hate this guy. Has the, when's the last time there's been such a young player that a team like the Niners that have no affili- affiliation with? It's not like they're in the division. It, it, it's, a, it's a Monday night game, but the Monday night game is really more about showing out for you than like. It felt like they were showing out to fuck him, to like right. to ruin his name. Not what? as much as it was like, yeah, we're balling. It was. It was more like we're. We're pissing all over his grave. That, that's what it felt like, guy. No, well, it was that. Like, and I saw Jeff Schwartz tweeting it. It's kind of what I thought would happen with Kyler this year. I don't feel like anyone's like. The, the I don't feel, yeah, I feel like eh, just leave him alone. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, his coach. Eh. The Browns is a whole different animal. And but I think part of that have you heard, guy. Have you heard Kyler say a word? No, I, I think part of and he's got commercials. The whole deal. You're right with Baker. That's a part of it. And I also think part of it, obviously, for Bosa, it's personal. But I was just going to say this, because I think you're right. Kyle doesn't talk shit, per se, but I think Kyle tells them, like, this stuff's going to work. Let's do it this way. It will work. We will beat them. And I think there's a confidence that comes from believing, because clearly they believe, and Robert Sala gets credit for this, too, that their coaches are smarter than your coaches. Because they do believe, I know they believe that about Kyle, because they've told us that. Kittle told us that. When you say that's what looks powerful about this team, is their coaches are, Kyle's, Kyle's really good. Like Kyle's an elite play caller. Saul has proven to be a pretty good defensive coordinator. And they just have a lot more talent than they've had in a long time. So it's like a combination of... Because what made the Harbaugh team so good? Like they had elite talent and they had really good coaching. And it was just on. If you have talent and you have good coaching, how many times do you see talent, good coaching, team doesn't do well? Like it doesn't really happen in the NFL. You just win. And even if you don't like have a kind of a quote unquote down year, a down year for an, is like last year with Mike Zimmer when they finished one game out of the playoffs, or a couple years ago with Seattle, they're nine and seven. Like that's that's what makes your bar so high, <clears throat> like your your floor so high, is that even if you screw up and lose a couple games, you're going to be so good because you're going to win so many games that you're not going to suck. Like you avoid, you never draft in the top ten. That's that it's impossible to happen. If you're, if you're well-coached and have talent, it's impossible. We see it like, because most of the teams that consistently suck either have a coaching problem or have a talent problem, and a lot of them have a combination of the two. Yeah. And the Niners, wouldn't you say, have had a talent problem, really, the Kyle's first two years? Yes. Well, I think as time goes on, it looks more and more like that's what it was. It's what we thought it was. It's definitely what we thought it was. I saw somebody wrote, Tuesday morning, like this was this is just the team that we thought we were getting last year from the 49ers. They're here. And I would say, kinda, I do think I don't think we thought lat like coming into 2019 or 2018, like this team is gonna be one of the best defensive teams in the NFL. Like I don't think we felt that way. Well, no, and, we didn't know just, what to think of Richard. Like clearly that's the other thing. Like Richard's good. I think Ward being healthy. Well, Richard's better than he was last year. They Quan did Alexander not the guy, they didn't have both or Ford. Yeah, exactly. Or Quan Alexander. So this team looks. Or Tevin Coleman. You know, or yeah, they're just better. Or Debo Samuel. They're just better. Yeah. So I, 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 man, it's just, 
it's it's it has all come together for them. And part of this is, I think we can say now, John, they nailed their first round pick. <laughs> yeah, he's good. We said this could be, you know, this is bright lights coming out party. As it turns out, he played the perfect team, right, Bosa, in that not that he needed, not that if he plays some other team, he doesn't play as hard. Or I'm not saying that, but it turned out for Nick Bosa to become on Monday Night Football kind of the guy that was going to get a lot of the attention. Part of it was how he played. Part of it is that he was playing Baker, and that meant something to him. He planted the damn flag after a sack, sprinted off the field with his helmet off, said after the game, one of my favorite quotes of the 2019 season, I don't know how they thought he was going to see over Defoe and Eric. I I think it can't be underrated for a guy like him, like how much pride he takes in his college, right? Like Ohio State means a lot to his family. Like that was a, there's a level. Did he just do that for Nick Bosa, or did he do that? Are, are some of his coaches at Ohio State right now and his former teammates that he played with? You know the I'm trying to think. There's so many goddamn multiple Bosa. So I'm trying to think of the group of guys he played with, like the Conleys, and just I, I mean so many pros. You play with Shotgun? Uh, I think he was. Gauge? Yeah, that, that was that was his brother. Dwayne? His brother was like the Zeke, kind of that crew. His crew was more like Conley, Lattimore, some of those cats. Like, he gets some text, like, fuck that motherfucker. Oh, I'm glad you, you got it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> text. I bet he planned. He's probably telling him ahead of time, I'm going to do it. I'm going to plant the flag. Yeah, get that get that dude. And he got him. And is there any doubt in your mind that Ohio State is retweeting that today? Like Ohio State football, retweeting the, those clips? I mean, that's their guy. He took care of them. And he was kicking it. I mean, they were throttling Baker. They were absolutely throttling Baker. And I get when you fall down. You know how coaches always say, like, yeah, we had, like, why didn't you run the ball more? Well, we had a game plan, but we fell behind, so we had to throw it. And I would agree if you're down like 40 to nothing or even 30 to nothing. But if it's the first half and you're only down a touchdown, you and I talk about it all the time. In the NFL, because like the game was 14 nothing early in the game. And in a college game, you're like, whoa, this thing could get out of hand, right? Because it could get to 50 to nothing. In the NFL, you'll look up and it'll be like, whoa, it's 14-3 in the fourth quarter. Like, the scores don't, you know, it it was hard for the Niners to get to 21. So, he kept throwing the football. Like, everyone, I I, I don't know what, I don't ever, quote-unquote, everyone, but, like, the national shows are probably crushing Baker today because he hasn't come. I'm watching the game. And just thinking, listen, Baker may be good. He may not be. I, I'm one of those that, like, we need to pump the brakes on the hype coming into the season. But I, I don't have much judgment on last night's game, given that he was running for his life. Mm. And he was in all these situations where, like you say, they're force-feeding Odell. But it's not just Odell. They're going, like, five wide. And the 49ers, as 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 Baldinger called it, it's Shark Week, and the Sharks are coming, and Baker Mayfield is the chum. What what's he supposed to do? Like what what would happen if Rivers or Brady was back there? Like at least Baker can move a little. They would be done. Well, this was part of the matchup coming in, right? The Niners are really good on defense up front, really good defensive line, and the Browns' offensive line isn't any good. They killed. So guess what? It looked like there were seven guys rushing on every play, John. It, it was, it was and Bosa looked like the best of them. That's the great. Like there's those other guys are good, but he looked like the best. He was getting double teamed. He ended up on the ground. He was sacking guy, sacking Baker from the ground, making run stuffs. I mean, it was just. Well, when, when, when Buckner and Armstead just, get oh. their arms high, I do see what Bosa's saying. How is this guy at six feet tall with those two guys 
who are massive, got me by like four inches. How is he going to see over those guys? And then they flail their arms. He he just can you imagine? It's like a it's like a point guard going up for a layup against a power forward. You you're going to get blocked most of the time. And then bolsters at your ankles. Yeah, he was just he was getting <laughs> swarmed. Do you think a lot of people in the league are kind of happy that the Niners are clowning this guy? Yes, or, that's what I think. Everybody tries to clown him when they play him. Why do they hate him so much? Because you know, I th- first of all, on a basic level, a young guy that gets a lot of commercials is just even if you don't say a word publicly, you take him out. You take him my money. Dog. That's just like well, it's just like you you know who you haven't proven anything. This league, get ready for the you know not for long league. Well, guy, guy, I and then you up- just talk as much as he talks. It's just- I stumbled upon an article yesterday on the Athletic, some dude in Cleveland that just wrote the article about Baker's money team. And it was like his his brother, he, his family's in private equity, and they created a branch in the private equity company that they own. Now, I don't think it's like, when I say, you think like Lake, it's, it's, I mean, I think they're millionaires, but they're not like, they do like 20 million in business or whatever. But I think they realize like Baker's going to be worth more than our entire business. So they created an arm in the, whatever the firm is, his brother now runs it, and it was just kind of a slobber job on how they get him, you know, deals, and they want to align, and this is mm, like synergy. Guys, I, you know, is this the time? You know, you got and Baker, Baker uh, gave this guy quotes like he talked to him from the Santa Clara Marriott or wherever uh-huh. they were saying. It's like, can we just pump the brakes? Like, if I'm John Dorsey, now he's a meathead, and Freddie's over his head. Someone needs to talk to him, like Baker. You just need to relax on some of these things, bro. We need to figure out how to get 200 yards of offense before we can just talk about the money we're generating. Like, that's just, that's the bad look. Come on, let's just figure it. And in a city like Cleveland, you know, they're going to turn on you, man, when you do stuff like that. Because you start feeling like you can't act like LeBron James until you prove that you're the best player in the league. You don't even need to win a Super Bowl or just, just make the playoffs a couple times and be clear one of the top guys in the league. And then even when you lose, people go, well, it's not totally his fault. But I would I would imagine if you're Cleveland, you're like, is this because you'd have to be thinking this right now, is this guy good enough? Yeah. And I do think that's a fair question to ask. Like, is he just talented enough? Like, you watch right. Jimmy. Jimmy's just more athletic. He's just will stand in there a little longer. That's a little different. Their, their pass rush wasn't quite as good last night. <laughs> but you just go, this guy just looks better. Well, he just looks like Niners a better ran, player. The Niners ran the ball against uh, against that pass rush. So it was hard for Miles Garrett to really – like, well, how does he affect the game when you're running the ball? Yeah, it ruined, it ruined your pass rush when you're getting I, run down your throat. I think the Niners – this the combination that they have now of Richard Sherman, who does what Richard Sherman does in terms of just being a leader but talking. And remember, we saw him – his first camp, before he was even healthy enough to be on the field, he was already just kind of coaching, being a leader, that kind of thing. And then you got the young guy who also clearly is comfortable. Bosa talks, but it's not like – I don't feel like we're going to see him with a mic in front of his face every week talking about every quarterback he's about to eat up. I, I, I think, think this bad. one was more personal. And this was personal. It, and he took he takes a lot of pride, I think, in Ohio State. So this was about Ohio State. Quan, he beca- did he become a legend in Ohio State today? Like <laughs> – they should bring him back for a flag. Then you saw after the game he took – did you see him post-game too? You know, there's like the people that wave the Niners flags. He yeah. went and got one of those flags and did it again. Did he plant it? He didn't do it at midfield, but, yeah, he did. It was like in the end zone. Just um, in front of the fans? Yeah, yep. 
Uh, and then you got Quan, who clearly, I don't know how much he verbally talks. I'm guessing quite a bit because he's always out there doing something. And he looks incredible. 56, John, like I has been reborn. I don't even know that anyone remembers that someone else used to wear 56 recently because he looks fantastic. They just got, I mean, this is one of the best defense. They were down a corner. They were down with the guy that we thought maybe their best corner. Guy made a play. Keller Witherspoon made a play in the end zone on that Ricky Seals-Jones pass. I, I, This is one of the best defenses in the NFL, and Bosa's kind of – I well, think the I, thing is, no one has to, no individual guy has to be the only face of it. I, I got a coaching point for you. Okay. If you were the Browns and you were playing the 49ers, let's like that that second play of the game that I talked about that 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 uh, he dropped. Wouldn't you flip that? Wouldn't you do that to the other side against this undrafted free agent? Why would you? You get to dictate where he lines up. Like Richard is lining up over there. He, that's where he lines up. You remember when him and Revis used to scream at each other? He was on Skip Bayless. Remember when when Sherman yelled at Skip Bayless, like, I'm better yeah. in life at you? Yeah. But but Revis was a little right. He doesn't – that's his spot. He hangs out over there. Why wouldn't you put Odell Beckham on the other side? Like, that's – the Niners want you to throw at that guy on Richard Sherman's side, even if, as I said, I don't love that matchup, but I do like it more than the undrafted free agent. Wouldn't right. you throw it at the undrafted free agent guy? Why wasn't Odell Beckham on the undrafted free agent every single snap? That's why I, I don't understand that. Like the Niners are like, what are you, are you guys idiots? Is Freddie Kitchens, how is Freddie Kitchens the coach of this team in 2020? It just, it felt like he was overwhelmed. It didn't even feel like Kyle was doing that much after the first couple of series. Like, yeah, we're just going to run the ball. And Robert, you just tell these guys to keep eating. And we, they have no chance to beat us. None. Yeah, I mean, well, Roberts is, I mean, is Robert, Salah getting a head coaching job. So now, are, is it in your head now? You think it might be Salah? No, I'm just having fun. But uh, like they two keep years, two years, guy, two is Robert Salah. Is he is he a head coach in the league next year? Uh may, I mean, it's possible. I just the defensive coaches. I feel like it's just going to take longer for those. You guys think to it's going to be tough even this offseason? I just think it's hard every year for defensive head coaches. But it's really just been that way the last like three or four years. You think we're just staying in that cycle? I, I'm probably with you, but yeah. who are the offensive cycle guys? Eric Bieniemy. I, I got him as the next Washington coach already. Well, but if you're Eric Bieniemy, would you leave Andy Reid to go be the Washington Redskins coach? Well, no, but don't you want to be – You get who else is offering you a job? Atlanta Falcons, maybe. Okay. I'm Minnesota just saying, Vikings. like, yeah, I think he's a name. Like, he's, in the, he's in the – John Filippo probably back in. Um. Uh, because I, I don't know where you stand. I do not think Lincoln Riley's taking NFL jobs this year. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't going to. I'm with you. No, I, maybe, yeah. Maybe he's head coach now. I don't know. I just, I'm just saying, like, it's at some point in time, they keep if playing the, like if, this. If the Rams miss the playoffs, does the Sean McVay connections hurt his little crew? Yeah. Not hurt. It's just, if they, like, if they're in the Super Bowl again, there's going to be three more guys that we didn't know existed who become head coaches in the NFL because they're Sean guys, right? So. Yeah, like we just hired to be the new head coach of the Falcons, the offensive coordinator at North Texas. But let me tell you, he was the quality control guy when Sean McVay was the tight end coach at Washington in 2014. So the connection is strong. That's exactly what it will be. Can he, look, if you told, I'd hire Solid right now if you told me he can bring Bosa with him. 
Well, I, like that. I, see, I'm not, I'm not anti-hiring defensive coaches if the guy's a good head coach. You I'm know, that's not either. That, that to me, I, I, I'm with you. I, but I, I do think that we've seen kind of a unique group of guys in the sweet spot that could get interviews. You know, I, I just don't know if it really exists as much as you think. Like when you look around, now there are going to be some like, because here's the thing, like the Seattle, like Kyle, Kyle. Look, this is where the 49ers are lucky, right? Like, are the 49ers going to lose their offensive coordinator? Nope. Head coach. <laughs> Pay him about seven and a half a year. That's That, to me, is the powerful thing about, I do think, what's happening more and more in the NFL. Like, do you think the Chiefs are going to lose Eric Bieniemy? Well, what, we got Andy, right? Sean Payton's going to lose one of his... Oh, he's got Sean Payton, right? You just have that guy. That's why I keep reading about the Falcons. They're like, well, his defense was bad the year before Kyle got there. It was bad the two years he was there. It just happened the second year when Kyle was there. They had the seventh best historical offense in the history of the league. And then the defense just stayed really bad. Because we've talked about it before. Like, is Dan Quinn going to be another head coach? No fucking chance. I started thinking yesterday, driving home from the game, is Dan Quinn a lock to be a defensive coordinator? A defensive coordinator. Yeah. You think he's a lock to be a defensive coordinator? Yes. I, I, I had the thought... I mean, Vance Joseph know. is a defensive coordinator. Yeah, and this guy's been a head coach for like five years, it's, and he I mean, was Greg a defensive been an coordinator. offensive coordinator for, in perpetuity. Once you you're think, that, you don't... Huh? Well, you'd think, but where, when you hire like Eric Bieniemy, why wouldn't Eric Bieniemy want a guy like Dan Quinn on his staff, right? So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I but that we could even have that conversation. Like, Kyle, the more and more Kyle has success, it more and more diminishes everything Dan Quinn's ever done. Like, it's kind of fallen under the radar the last couple of years. Well, it's like, well, Kyle was a good offensive coordinator, but at least he's not a good... Now he's a good head coach. People are like, we just want Kyle back! <laughs> they they would do anything. Well, the, the, the Redskins and the Falcons to get Kyle and McVay back, right? They, that's the what, other beauty. What would they the, pay those two guys? Of the NFL. It's like in college, there's always this fear. It's like, well, is he going to go home? Is Dabo going to go home? In the NFL, it's like, home's just wherever you're getting paid. Yeah. They're in no home. <laughs> you know? They're no home. Like, I think Rosillo was messing with some people. He's like, you better believe the Redskins are going to come after McVay. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're tweet. right. Like, if this was college, wouldn't you say the two names we'd be talking about were like, are the Falcons the Redskins going to come after Kyle yeah. and McVay? I, I think Rosillo saw how much fun Chris Long was having by saying he's never seen a hockey player walk off with a broken ankle and just erupting hockey Twitter. I, I was, It was so great. I mean, I don't know if it stopped. Well, it it's didn't like, because someone quoted his tweet. He retweeted oh, it. It's amazing. And said a guy had to be resuscitated. I think he had a heart attack or he flatlined for two minutes. And then like 10 minutes later, the guy comes walking out and says he wants to check back into the game. And Chris Long was like, this can't be serious. You know, I can't even like, I'm kidding one. But two now, the serious hockey takes about guys flatlining and then wanting to go back into the game. Because what was his... What did he get it started with? Like he got it started uh, with. I've Clay never Matthews. seen. Yeah, I've never seen anybody walk. I've never seen a hockey player walk off with a broken ankle. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, a, bro- a broken jaw. A broken jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he used Clay Matthews. Yeah, uh, that's pretty funny. Before we get to Jimmy, uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Roman John. Get Roman. Get Roman. Dot com slash ham. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easily isn't easy. Usually you brush it off, blame ourselves, say things like I lost my mojo, or most popularly, avoid it altogether. 
But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, totally discreet. Guy, the doctor will work with you, find the best treatment plan, medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you in free two-day shipping. How do you beat free two-day shipping? Uh, getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com ham and complete the online visit. Guy, ED used to be tough to tackle, kind of like uh, Matt Breda. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it, guy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash ham. That's GetRoman.com slash ham to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash ham for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash ham. Also, it's brought to you by the way Middlecoff got tickets to go to the game on Monday night. Seat Geek. Get the app. Use the promo code ham. Get 10 bucks off your first purchase. How do you beat a guy? Download the SeatGeek app, promo code HAM, $10 off concerts. You got games. You got anything you want. Just search it. If you're like, do you think I can go to this event? Download the SeatGeek app, type in the event, and you'll see it. College football. We got baseball playoffs. We got National Football League games. We got the NBA domestically, you know, in America, still Mm. going on. Not in China anymore, (laughs) but in America. You get some NBA uh, tickets. Guy, the the Chase Center, I, I was at Stadium Pub, the little sports bar in Walnut Creek. I, you know, I went there to watch college football. Places, you know, not that many people in there. When the Warriors game started, it started at 5. At about 4.45, I swear to God, about 50 people came in and wanted every television on the Warriors game. And now, granted, it was Warriors-Lakers. It was preseason. pre-season. But it was nuts. It was like, it, it made me think. Jet and th- being there last night, like Jed's got a good thing going. Like they're making some cash. I, I know. I mean, I was spending like fifteen dollars on hot links, but Joe Lacob's got a good thing going right now too. Like people just care about this team. It's it's wild. So if you want to go to Chase Center, which I do, uh, check out Seat Geek and go to Chase Center. Promo code Ham. There you go. Uh, you know what I'd like to see at Chase Center is a musical Mozart's music set to highlights of Raheem Mostert. Did he even get any touches last night? Uh, he had like a he made a special teams tackle, according to Greg Papa, while I was listening to the game. He, he's a good special teams player. You know the one the guy that killed me. This pisses me off. He had I, seven carries for thirty four yards. I've played Breda so many times in fantasy, <laughs> the like the second and third game of the season, and Kyle started going to the Ooh. Kenny Wilson Jr. or John. whatever. And that guy's obviously Wally Pip now because Tevin Coleman's back. And then you're watching Tevin Coleman, you're like, yeah, I'd play him too. That guy's sweet. Breda is, would you say the Shanahan's defining attribute as of right now beside the Super Bowls is if you're a running back and they either like on draft day call your name, if you're a free agent and they call your phone, or as an undrafted free agent, you get a call from like John Lynch or Adam Peters and they go, listen, we want you on this team. Are you on drugs if you don't say yes? Yes. Because they don't just make, they make, it's like, well, you'll play. No, you don't just play. You you ball here. <laughs> is Matt Breda better than Todd Gurley right now? Serious question. Yes. How's he's he faster. not? Well, he's way faster. He's just a more productive player. Would you rather have, would every team in the league just for the rest of the season take Matt Breda or Tom, Todd Gurley right now? Well, the challenge would be, well, what does Matt Breda look like when he's on our team? Because the problem is you would view any, any running back that comes from Kyle Shanahan with some skepticism. Fair fair but wouldn't you say it's pretty clear like Braid is really talented like his NFL skills his speed his ability to make guys miss I, I, I don't know what to tell you he looks fucking pretty good like Tevin Coleman 
we knew he was good. Like, he was good with Kyle. He was good without Kyle. He's now good again with Kyle. Like, Tevin Coleman would probably be more consistently, hey, you can take Kevin Coleman. Every team in the league would say yes. Breda, you're right, might be like, well, fits in your scheme perfectly. He's good. God, he can fly. He can what, fly. What did uh, what'd you think of Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's talk about him for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, when you run for basically 300 yards, it's hard to like kind of nitpick you, you know, because there was a couple passes he missed, but there was a couple passes that, he stood in there and he took the heat out to Marquis Goodwin on a shot to Kittle over the that middle. That was a good throw. To me, the touchdown pass was to Kittle was just perfect. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a tough pass, but it's what you have to do. The Breda touchdown was really nice. Like he he waited that extra second for him to get open, which they clearly had schemed. I thought he. Do you know what the Niners are kind of doing right now? Is they're playing like what numbers used to look like in the nineties. Like, you would just run the ball a lot, and your quarterback would throw for a couple hundred yards and a couple touchdowns. Like, it used to be not that unnormal to be like, you know what, 197 yards, three touchdowns, and we won the game by 20. You'd be like, oh, every girl wants to bang you, and all the guys want to be you. Now it's like, ah, oh, something's off, right? It's like, what? He didn't throw for 320? Like, if you don't throw for 320 now, it's just a disaster. Well, in Kyle's scheme, he just transfers the yards, right? He just runs it more than a lot of other teams. He just transfers the yards to his running backs. Now, yeah. I, I think the counter is, because I was thinking about this when I got up, sad that these are my thoughts, is that you're not all, and this is what Thielen said about Dalvin Cook. Now, the difference is, the, or I mean about Kirk Cousins. Thielen, I think, was more questioning, can this guy even do it? You're not always going to be able to rush for 150 yards. Like, they're going to have some games against good teams in theory, it might not, maybe it doesn't happen, where you're just going to be able to run for like 60 yards. So then you have to transfer the yard. Can Jimmy, against Seattle, on the road, throw for 290 yards, right? That that That's going to be a moment we just, in, in, a, in a big game to like, for the division. Because eventually, yeah, think, you, you do agree that that's, they're going to be in that position where they're going to have to do that. No doubt. And, and that's where, obviously we haven't had it really a chance to see that. Um, I thought one thing I thought coming out of like Monday night, I would define Jimmy's game as he made some really difficult throws look easy. He didn't have to carry them, obviously, but I thought he made a handful of really incredible throws. And then the rest, he just, he made a bunch of good throws. Like think about where we were after the preseason. Like he was missing easy throws, even in the Tampa Bay game, missing easy throws. Clearly he has settled in a little more. Maybe it was a knee, maybe whatever it was, but he is making the easy throws consistently, and he is also consistently making uh, like difficult throws. I, I thought he was, I thought he was good on Monday night. Well, they say a man's best friend's a dog. They say a quarterback's best friend is a running game and a tight end, and he has both of them. I mean, he has a dominant running game and a dominant tight end. So I, I Brady would be like, well, <laughs> I've become the goat. With, with those two attributes, and I make big plays in the fourth quarter, right? That's eventually Jimmy. They're going to be in a spot in a tie game, national television prime time against the Packers, against Seattle, against LA, where he's going to have to do it. Now, like let's say he doesn't do it this Sunday. This is now must win for LA, and the Niners are playing somewhat with house money this Sunday, right? Like the Niners don't have to win this game, and the Rams. No, do. I mean house money, but it's like you win. You can this knock game. them out, but. You, it, the Rams have to win. Have to. They don't have a choice. 
They have to win. How about Kittle's? How about Kittle's carry catch and carry late in the game? It was like game's over. Just go ahead and and Kittle's like nah. Spins out of one tackle, sheds a guy, first down. Felt like they made the ground shake. You know what he has, and I think why he kind of resonates when he just at the WWE event. He's kind of a bright lights performer, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's like I, I didn't come here to just half ass a half. Like I, I came here. You know where he would have fit in with like that Seattle team that just brought it for like that four year window where it was just like. But they never if, really had a guy like him, did they? No, but I'm just saying like. No, no, I know you're right. I'm just, I'm just saying no, they missed him. They, they, they would have died for a guy like him. Remember they traded for Jimmy Graham and, and like Michael Bennett and Richard Sherman was like, yeah, he's a pussy. You're like, you guys oh, know uh, he doesn't just, fit. Yeah, you're like, guys, this is your teammate. We now. need Will Disley. <laughs> this guy, but just that mentality. Like th- Their point was, yeah. yeah, we don't give a shit about his basketball touchdowns. We want badass dudes. And I'm just watching Kittle going... Kittle and and Juszczyk, they bring a mentality to this team. I mean, Juszczyk came from Baltimore, and it's just crushing skulls, guy. Like, for a guy that went to Harvard, to be that willing to just take it up the hole and just crush linebackers and defensive linemen, they bring a, they bring an attitude to this defense, or I mean, this offense, that is a defensive mentality. That's why when you watch the Niners, you go, well, their defense is awesome. Then their running game, I hate soft running games. There is nothing really soft about this running game, right? Because well, their zone blocking is a little soft, but then they got these 85 and 44 that are just mauling people. That's why the use check, I, you know, by the time people are listening to this, he claimed it was not an ACL, knee sprain. I, you know, there's the bye week's gone now. If he misses a month, that is, you agree, that's a pretty big blow for the 49ers. I mean, he's in on every play. Every play. God, he did not, as I'm driving home, Greg Papa said, he did not miss a snap until the, he hurt his knee. He did not come out for an offensive snap. That, I would imagine, if you looked around the league, even for teams that use fullback, is abnormal, right? A fullback Especially for guys every that play. also touch the ball. Because sometimes you just... You've blocked for three straight plays, then you get a catch, you're four yard you're seven yard, nine yards down, whatever. You just get a blow. Not him. I do think the Niners, the one thing that I've come to grips with, because I was hesitant, like, well, I don't know if their receivers are good enough. Well, their tight end is so good, and then use check is so unique, and then their running backs can all catch. Can they kind of avoid those guys, or do you think it comes to a moment in a big game where it does expose them a little well, bit? Well, I mean, I just think at some point the good thing is that they, like, they even they threw the touchdown to Brita, right? It was a nice catch. It was a great throw. So I think they can keep defenses off balance for the most part. But Tevin Coleman can catch. Yeah, but still, it's like you know they had the Debo had the ball punched out. That was actually a nice play. Dante had a nice catch on the sideline that he bobbled, regained, then he dropped one later. I would say though the punch out like that happened to Juju. It happens. To yeah, good no, players. no, no. I'm just saying like that. Like, but you just need you are going to need guys to make those plays in, yeah. in a big game where the margins are even thinner. The, the punch out's the one they they ended up recovering it right. Marquise well, was not. On it. Yeah, I don't think it. I, I they called I think it they ruled it a catch. Gotcha. I don't think, but um, either way, the Niners got it back. But they're in re- yeah, but yeah. To answer your question, they're in really good shape. Just because part of it is those guys that you're talking about, and part of it is just Kyle using all those guys. Like they just keep you off balance. I think because they can hit huge plays in the run game. So anyway, I uh, I do think for the next next time we talk that Rams, we'll dive into this Rams game because it's it's gonna be big. Well, you, three of the next like six games have become enormous. 
the Rams game, a little bit more on the Rams, but then Seattle at home and Green Bay at home. Th- those are that Green Bay game. I didn't quite value it at the beginning of the season. That's shaping up to look pretty big, right? Yeah. W- would you say that like, game, John? What did you think? Niners Packers wasn't going to be a matchup of two of the best defenses in the NFL. Is that game on Thanksgiving? Is it? No. Well, it's the twenty fourth. No, that's it's, the, that's the is that uh, that's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah, you're right. Thanksgiving's on the twenty first. Hmm? That's that, that's a big freaking game. Thanksgiving on the twenty first. Uh no, Thanksgiving. Excuse me, Thanksgiving's on the twenty eighth. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Thanksgiving's on the twenty eighth. I pulled out a calendar. Yeah, Thanksgiving's on the twenty eighth. All right. right. <laughs> on that note, let's uh, you know, I'll pray for Usechek because he's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the day. Later. Later. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.